0: Praise the Lord Today we're going to be talking about We're going to be talking about um, Faith Faith What is faith? That's the That's the topic of today What is faith? What is faith? So I'm going to pull out some I'll pull out the scriptures What is Faith let me share my screen. Uh, okay, I don't have any. One second. The key is here is what is faith and we know what faith is, you know. Maybe, give me a minute. Hebrew. Eleven in Living Bible. I'm going to pull it up so we can see it. I just want to welcome everybody to the first. This is the first time we're going to be we're doing um, Bible study on Zoom. So I'm going to pull it up. Okay, good. What is faith? So we're talking about what is faith. That's the topic of today. What is faith? And if we look at Hebrew eleven, one, the living Bible, it says, What is faith? It's a confident assurance. The confident assurance that something we want is gonna happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us even though we cannot see it up ahead it's amazing it says even though we cannot see it happen see there's a, there's there's a clause here not clause not clause but a statement that is very profound it says what is faith it says it is the confident assurance a confident assurance of what Confident assurance that something will happen, something we want is going to happen. A confident assurance, praise the Lord. So, when you look at huh, my laptop is acting up. When you know, I was asking the Lord, beginning of this, you know, this when we we, we decided we're going to have the the um, Zoom the Zoom Bible study. I was asking the Lord, what you want to teach children. I felt maybe we should uh, continue from the other past teachings. It says, no, you need to start. This is a new year. You need to start afresh. And you need to go back to the basis, the, the foundation. You need to go back to faith. I want you to learn about faith. Because everything we do is about faith. Everything we do is about faith. You know, Christians, Struggle with aspect of walking by faith. Walking by faith and not by sight, because human beings typically walk by sight, walk by their five senses: taste, smells, sight, touch, hearing. We always we we tend to. That's what we we is like our is it's like our old nature. We just basically adapt to that. Walking by that those five senses. You know another struggle that we have is that, is that the aspect of God being invisible. You know we don't can't. You know I was talking to my son, you know, some some weeks ago, and he was saying he was telling me, "Say, Daddy, you know I know he's, he hasn't given his life to Christ, but I'm just saying that you know with a little boy of seven, he's asking me, but God, but God is not here." So I had to explain to him. I said, "You know, but God lives in your heart." God lives in our heart. It's sometimes the whole aspect of God being invisible. God not being, is not there. I can't see him. So how do I know he's, he's faithful? You know, sometimes we tend to have those doubts, you know? So sometimes it's hard to, because of that, it becomes difficult for us to articulate the concept of faith. It becomes difficult. So before we move on, we need to we need to know that the aspect of God being invisible is it should it should not be a struggle. And I'll tell you why it shouldn't be a struggle, because you know we fly. You know I remember you know last year I flew to, I flew I flew to the other side of the world. You know I flew and you know. We, we have, and we always fly. We, you know, during the, the, the Christmas break, it says they have, you know, a lot of people, even though they had a lot of cancellations, but there were, there were a lot of people going to different destinations. But the wonderful thing is, we go to all these different locations and different destinations, but we don't see who the pilot is. We, we don't understand whether the, the, the plane is, is, is physically equipped. We don't know whether the plane has been serviced. We have no understanding. We don't see the pilot. Period. We don't even know who the pilot is. We don't know whether we don't know his qualifications, the qualifications of the pilot. We have no clue of the qualifications of the pilot. We just believe that the pilot is a good pilot, and we just sit down on the chair, not knowing whether the the chair. This, the, the 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 plane the chair on the plane is even built sturdily. We go to we go to you know parties or we go to people's homes and we sit down on the chair. We don't know who the capital is, we don't know who the builder is, we don't know anything about the the chair. But what happens? We still sit down on the chair. We still fly. Not knowing who the, the pilot is, not knowing whatever. We have no understanding, no concept of that, but we still have what? Some form of faith in the plane, some kind of faith in the chair. So guess what? So when we enter the plane, and also the, 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 the amazing thing that the Lord was opening my eyes to he says, Do you know that when you enter the plane, you we we sit down comfortably we relax because we have no fear that you know this this plane will crash it it doesn't come to our mind it it doesn't even it doesn't arise we stay on the assigned seat you know for people like us who just you know when they're about to take off sometimes we fall asleep or we read or we eat until you get to our destination so it's amazing that we have this positive feeling with a plane that we don't know the pilot. We don't even see the pilot. The pilot has been already in the plane before. And now that you know, after 9-11, they have this whole you know, strong door, you can't, you can't come into the, where the pilot is. It's amazing. Now, when it comes to Christianity and the things of God, we become afraid Of the promises of God Yes we don't see God But we become afraid of the promises We become afraid of God We're not sure if it's going to work We're not even sure If God is still faithful To fulfill his promises My prayer is that After these teachings that we're going to have Of faith, regarding faith We would have this complete Confidence We have this trust Knowing that God is going to take care of us we we'll have that that confident assurance, as New Living Bible says, the confident assurance that that something something we want is going to happen. We we'll have that confident assurance. That's the that's the key. That's what God wants us to. That's what the Holy Spirit wants us to. Basically, go back to the basis, go back to the foundation, for, so that we can have that assurance. You know, you know, I, I just just a quick side note. You know, when you were a baby Christian, when you just started, you believe, man, God says, you believe for everything. But when you start getting in, you know, many years in faith, you start to struggle. And my prayer is that we will not struggle after this teaching. We will not struggle. We will easily believe. We will be like little children, just easily believe. Praise the Lord. You see, we, we, we learn from Sunday's teaching about prayer that we should hold on to the word of God. And when making, whereas when making our, our prayer request, and if you if you went here so, um, Sunday, uh, my prayer is that you, you go and listen to the teaching. The word of God will always come to pass because it's backed up, it is backed up by God and by heaven. So let's go, let's look at Hebrew six thirteen to hebrews six thirteen to eighteen okay where are you I'll read from New Living Bible. Oh, my laptop is a little sluggish. All right, let's go to Hebrews six thirteen to eighteen. It says, for example, it says, it says for example, there was God's promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater to swear by. God took an oath in his own name saying, I certainly what? I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently and received what God had promised. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone, someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And Without any question, that oath is is what binding. God also bound Himself with an oath so that those who receive the promise wouldn't be who, the, those who receive the promise could be perfectly sure. See that word, perfectly sure that He will never change His mind. So God has given both His promise and His oath. These two things are unchangeable because he, it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence. You see that's, that word again, confidence, as we hold to the hope that lies before us. As we hold on to the hope. This is, this is truly wonderful it's my laptop (laughs) Uh, sorry give me a minute my laptop i don't know what happened to it okay it says before we start talking before we start describing this scripture i want us to pay attention to the word covenant because this scripture would you know the same scripture interprets scripture so we need to look at the word covenant first, you know, to understand the scripture. We we'll look at the word covenant, look at the scripture, then, you know, we'll, we'll blend both of them together to have a better understanding of what that scripture is talking about. You think about the word covenant. Covenant is an agreement between one or two people. A, a covenant, an agreement, and a covenant can be broken. It means that one party has to default on it. And that's how you can you can break a covenant. God had a covenant with the Israelites before the Israelites broke it, and the covenant was was voided. But let's look at Hebrew Hebrew eight. I want to talk about that that other one, but I want us to look at Hebrew eight. Hebrew eight. Hey, devil you want you don't want me to teach this but i'm gonna teach it evil 8 7 to 13. Can you see the screen? I believe you can. So it says, Hebrew 8 7 to 13. It says, If the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace. But when God found fault with the people, he said, The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant within the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one will not be like the one I made with your, their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, they will they did not remain faithful to my covenants. so I turned my back on them, says the Lord. but this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I'll write write them on their hearts. I'll be their God, and they'll be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, you should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. Why? Because the, the laws... The laws have been written in the mind and the, and also in their hearts. He says, I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins again. Why? Because of what, what Jesus did on the cross. That's what, was, that's what the Bible is referring to. He says, when God speaks of a new covenant, it means he has made the first one obsolete. It is now out of date and will soon disappear. Praise the Lord. So you see, you, see, you see what the Bible is talking about, covenant. He's saying, look, I've made a covenant. The old one is obsolete. I made a covenant with the Israelites, the new covenant. And that covenant, that's what he was talking about in, you see, I, let me don't go ahead of myself. You see, the Israelites, the Israelites defaulted on the covenant. They defaulted on the covenant. So God says, okay, I'm going to set up a new covenant. A new covenant was what? Was made with God and God himself. So it was made with himself. It, is, it, 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 it will be difficult for this covenant to be broken because God made it with himself. And you know, you think about an oath. You think about an oath. We're talking about the first scripture we read about the promise and the oath, that it's impossible for the promise and oath to do what? To fail. So here's here's the the thing that I, I the Lord, Holy Spirit was kind of reminding me. Think about it this way. He gave me this this analogy. He says when a when a witness when a witness for a court case comes forward, he or she will swear on either the Bible or whatever religious book there is. Most times is the Bible. So what happens? The oaths they they swear they put their hand on it and you know put their hand and. Lift their other hand up, and and they swear that what all they what they're gonna say is is true, and it's not a lie, and whatever, whatever. So basically, their oath or their statement is binding; is the truth. It's in their in everybody's mind. It is the truth, whether the person is saying a lie or is fabricating it, but in everybody's mind, it's the truth. It is the truth, and that's what the 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 courts the court system really relies on that this man is telling the truth because he he did he did what he swore that he would tell the truth and nothing but the truth so help him God that's basically what it is so God made an oath he put his own hand can you imagine the, 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 the Lord opened my eyes with this he says he put his hand on the Bible and the Bible is an is is is, a, is inspired of him, so basically he put his hand on what on his on his own word, glory. He put his hand on his own word and he says, "My, I'm giving you my oath, and I'm giving you my word that this will never change. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you that that what I'm saying is binding." Because it is my word. The word of God is inspired of God. It is inspired of God. It is Him that He gave He gave the, the, the apostles the inspiration. He inspired them to write it. So basically, he's putting his he's he's saying, I I promise you, I, I swear that this Bible, my oath, I'm telling you the truth, and the word is true as well. So for us to truly, for us to be truly confident, or should I say, for us to have a confident assurance, we must have the word of God, the promise of God, accompanied with the prayer, the prayer request. So basically, for us to get to that aspect of confident assurance, we need to keep the word of God in view. The what you know, when we read over there, it says the, the, the word the, the laws are what we we he put the words in our mind and he engraved them in our heart. So basically, the word of God must be engraved in, in you must you must it has to go in. You can't just take the word, like for instance, if you're thinking about if you're praying for healing, you can say the words, but the words of you, the word of God. It needs to be impressed in your heart, knowing that it is true. Somebody can wake you up tomorrow and ask you, do you believe the word? You say, yes, for sure it is true. And because you know it's true, you're not wavering. You don't have time to waver because you know the word is true. And because you know the word is true, there's, there's, a, there's a knowing. You know that it's going to come to pass. So there's, there's an aspect of whereby you're fully persuaded. That's why the, the it has to be in view. You have to know that this word, no, no, no. This word is, is true. And because it's true, I believe it. And, and for this to happen, you for you to actually get to that place of saying, no, this thing is true, is you have to have you have you have to have meditated on the word praise the Lord you have to have what meditated on the word knowing that the word is what true the word is true that that there's no there's no doubt in your mind that the word will always come to pass you have that understanding you have to put it in view i remember you know i remember the, 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 the i told you some time back whereby i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't sleep and i had to put i had to go take the scripture that says you know he gave it his beloved sleep i had to put it in view i had to put it in view and say you know what well he loves me so if he loves me and you know, there's a, there's a different translation that says, for those he loves, for those he loves, he, give it, he gives them sleep. So I have to put it in view. I say, but you love me. So if you love me, you'll give me sleep. So what do I do? What did I do? I just closed my eyes. I said, you love me. I had like to quiet my mind down because the thing about it is, if you don't quiet your, your mind down, The devil starts to speak to you and starts to tell you all kinds of things. Oh, are you sure it's going to happen? I don't even think it's going to happen. Ah, forget about it. This is not going to happen. I think think you're mistaken. You have to quiet your mind down to know, to say to yourself, no, 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 no. I'm going to believe what the word of God says. And that's basically it. So, because it's the truth. That's the key. It's the truth. It's the truth. So let's look at, let's look at, Let's look at um, Romans four. I'm going to look at it in. Um, I think I know why my laptop is sluggish. I haven't rebooted in a while. Uh, so let's look at. We we'll look at. We'll look at. Um, we we'll look at Romans. Romans four sixteen to twenty five. I'll pull it up. Romans 4. Come on. Romans 4:16 to 25. It says the promise depends on faith so that it can be experienced as a grace gift. And now it extends to all the descendants of Abraham. This promise is not only meant for those who obey the law, but also to those who enter into the, faith, into the faith of Abraham, the father of us all. That's what the scriptures mean when it says, I have made you the father of many nations. He is our example and father. For in God's presence, he believed that God can raise the dead and call into being that God into being things that can, that does not even exist yet. Let me read that again. He said, he is our father for in God's presence, he believed that God can raise the dead and call into being things that cannot even exist yet. He says, against all odds, when he looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word. And as a result, he became the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. See what I'm saying? It came to pass. He said your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. When he showed him the stars, in spite of being of being nearly one hundred years old, when the promise of a, of of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undetermined on on, on on, on by the fact that he and Sarah was incapable of conceiving a child. He never stopped believing God's promise. For he was made strong in his faith to father a child. And because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promise, his promises, Abraham what? Glorify God. He was like he settled. When he says glorify God, he was just kind of fully convinced. Then he said, You know I'm gonna just continue to pray, I'm gonna just start praising God. And that's biblical, because that's that's Philippians Philippians four six. He says, "So now you can see why Abraham's faith was credited to his to his account as righteous before God." And this declaration was not just spoken over Abraham, but also over us, for when we believe and embrace the one who brought our Lord Jesus back back. To it says, for when we, we believe when we believe and embrace the one who brought our Lord Jesus back to life, perfect righteousness will be accredited to our account as well. That's what I want to stop at. So when we look at this, when we look at this aspect, when we look at this. Apologies. This laptop, I didn't reboot I didn't it for a while. So when you look at this, it says Abraham, we look, we, we know that we know about Abraham. We know how Abraham was. You know, it was in the sense of Abraham. When God initially told him to leave his, his father, his parents, his family. He did it, bold faith. He, he, he went ahead and did it. He didn't he didn't hesitate. Abraham was Abraham was was Abraham before his name got changed. He was ninety years old, 19, 99 years old when the Lord said, "Okay, okay, it's time for you know it's time for you to go, it's time for you to go." And now what happened? The Lord now met him and gave him gave him gave him the word, saying, "I'm going to bless you if you serve me faithfully. I'm going to do this." I'm going to make a covenant with you. We can read it in Genesis 1-8. to I don't want to go because it's pretty long. When he did that bold faith, bold faith in the sense of, he left his family and went to the place that God said, okay, go to this place. I'm going to tell you where to go. He went. The next time, God now appeared to him and says, because you did this, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to what? Bless you. I'm going to make a covenant with you. And this is going to be a what? An everlasting covenant. He said, you're going to be fruitful. You're going to multiply. He gave him all this. Maybe I should read it because even though we, because of time. But let's read it. Let's read it. Let me read this. Let's read it. You know, we need to we need to follow along. It's okay. Come on, just look at it. Sorry for all the technical difficulties. Genesis seventeen. Verses 71 to 8. Come on now. All right. It says what? When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, And am El Shaddai. God Almighty, serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless Descendants. This is for me, for me, when I look at this, you know, it's it's it kind of it, it kind of makes me feel that God is saying, I'm gonna make a covenant with you. You don't have any, you don't have any, um, you can't break it. It's, 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 in my mind, this is different from the covenant he made with Israelites. He says, No, you, you you can't even break it. Look at it because it says, by which I guarantee. It's like like somebody. Somebody is guaranteeing that this is gonna to come to pass. See, I guarantee that this will. You will have count, countless what, descendants. Says, and at this Abraham, Abraham fell down on the ground. Then God said to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of what? Of multitude, of a multitude of nations. What's more? I'm going, what? Change your name. Your name is going to, you're no longer Abraham. Instead, your name is Abraham, for you will be father of many nations. I'll give you extreme, I'll, I'll make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become will become many nations and kings will be among, among them. Look at what it says. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. Look at what it then says. That's why I knew that this Is this is like you don't it, it, this you you don't have anything to do with this? He said, This is an everlasting covenant. <laughs> you don't have anything to do with it. You said, this is a covenant I'm making with you. But you can break it. it, it doesn't matter, it doesn't have anything to do with you. That's what he did for Abraham. But you see, as Abraham you know he's a human being you know he didn't he didn't he didn't automatically after he he left his his family he didn't automatically now become super faithful he didn't automatically he didn't he didn't just trust god right away he didn't he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have that trust because what happened is when Abraham had trials and tribulations and troubles, he forgot about God. He forgot about he forgot about the promise. And that's why it's important that we, even me as I'm talking to you, it, me, you need to write this thing down. You need to write where God has talked spoken to you. God has said things to you. Write it down, put it down. Put it in view so you don't forget it. God has spoken to us. Some of us have forgotten it. We've forgotten, we've forgotten what God told us. We, moreover, we didn't even pay attention to it. You know why we didn't pay attention to it? Because we didn't think it was it was is ever going to come to pass. We didn't have the understanding whether it was going to come to pass on us. And moreover, we didn't believe it. We didn't believe that it, it 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 has the power, it has the efficacy to come to pass. When 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 a problem seems to be big or huge, we don't think the word of God, or we don't think God has the ability to change it. Another aspect is that we should always know, we should always we should always know that that God prepares us for the future. And so what, what does he do? He says the word now. He says the word now to prepare you for the future because he knows that trouble will happen in the future. So what does he do? He prepares you now so that you can hold on to the word now And he's joining with him for the future. Why? Because God knows the end from the beginning. He sees it. He knows that you're gonna be. You're gonna. There's gonna be some trouble that is gonna shake your foundation. So he, he gives you a word now. He gives you a word now and says, I, "I'm preparing you for now because there's there's gonna be some turbulence in the future." So hold on to the word now. So that what happens, while you're going through the future, going through the the next chapters or the next aspect of your life, what happens? That word is your anchor. See, why I'm saying this is this. You know, the Lord was also telling me the other day how, you know, you see this church you're looking at. This church is parting two other churches. He told me this and he confirmed it. He told me this before we planted the church. You know, he told me this before we planted the church. Before we came and got a place that COVID happened and you know, we had to resort to, to Zoom. But he told me this and I also shared it with my wife. I shared it with our, our overseer then. And this is basically it. Why is it? Why did he say that? He's ten, he told us that because he knows the future. The future, you see one or two people, three people, four people. Do not get discouraged. <laughs> Do not get discouraged because I know if you hold on to me, hold on to me, walk with me, walk with me. When you walk with me, it will come to pass. Abraham did not believe initially. During trials, during these whole trials of childbirth, this, that was his trial. He, he, he didn't believe. He was fixed on the limitations that was in front of him. And the limitations were, he was using his five senses. They were limitations. Remember when he went and he, he lied to Abimelech and said, that woman, you know, who is your wife? He said, no, she's my sister. When, you know, the fear, sometimes fear will come in, will set in. That's what happened. He is. He, he, he was afraid. He was looking at his limitations. He was looking at his wife and the, his, his, himself and his wife, the limitations. Each time we, each time we be, we think the promises of god are impossible to fulfill we devise several plans methods and we act to the world that we believe but deep down we don't really believe we don't really believe we, we don't believe that the word is the, the word of god, god can uh, come to pass there's there's a distrust of the word there's there's because you know you're going through the trials you know, you, you're not sure whether this word is going to come to pass. And moreover, you'll be wondering how come the word hasn't even come to pass already? But God is trying to see, are you going to be faithful? Are you, are you, going, to be, are you going to be faithful in, in this? Are you going to hold on to me and be faithful? But I believe, I believe with Abraham, after going through all these trials and tribulations, after trying it with his own strength, by his own strength, he then it's like a light bulb came off and went off. The light bulb went off, and he says, "Nah, let me just try God now. Let me try God. Let, let me let me see. You know, He's promised me all this time. I I need to I need to I need to I need to remember the promises. I need to stand on the promises." Maybe he went back to the, to, the to, to where he wrote it down, and say, but this is what the Lord said. This is the promises. I need to stand on his promises. He went back to the word. You know, God could speak to you about something, or he could go back to the word, the word of God, the promise. But he went back to all those things that God has been saying. I, I, I believe he might have gone outside and looked to the sky, same sky that, because if you look at if you look at the progression, you look at the progression, they told him the, the, the Spirit of the Lord brought him outside, showed him the stars. It was the next chapter, if you go to the progression, the next chapter, um, Ishmael God was born. It means that he didn't believe, even though he believed that time, I believe he went out again and continued to look at the stars. I said, you know what, this is what the Lord says. He caught on. He said, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. I believe that sometimes God allows us to, to come to our senses. He allows us to, to, to for that light bulb. I, I also believe is him that also kicks the light bulb. Because when you go through some situations, I tell you something, when you've tried your best, <laughs> you've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. And tried. And you see that it doesn't work. Or there are some situations that you don't have any solution but to try God. You have no solution. No, no, none. You've you've tried everything. It's not working. You say to yourself, but he gave me a promise. Why can't I go back to him? Why, Why can't I go back to him? What's the worst that will happen? All these things, I've tried A through Z, it doesn't work. You know, Steve Harvey said one time, he says, you know, the only plan he has is plan A. If plan A doesn't work, he, he still looks at plan A. And the plan A is what God says this is it. The prodigal son, the light bulb, you know, went off. I says, you know what? I messed up. I messed up. I can go to back to my father. I messed up. You know, I, you know. I, I wonder how, you know, this God, how much He loves us, because we try and try and try. We mess, we 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 we, we, we fail. We try our best, and we fail each time. And God is still full of mercy and love, and He's waiting for us to come to our senses, to just trust Him. And as soon as we trust Him, the whole thing starts to fall in line. It, it's it, for me. It's 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 truly it's truly mind-boggling. And you know why it's mind-boggling? Because we human beings, we give up so quickly. But He, God, He he's, he's so He's so patient with us. He's so everlastingly. He's so so patient. He's full of love. He, he, he's like He's still waiting. He gets people to come and encourage you, and I come and remind you of His word. Come and come and tell you, no, no, no. Have you thought about? It. Go back here. He's... God is, is amazing. He, that's why he says that aspect of saying he's, he's an everlasting covenant that his oath and his word He is backed up. Because if we're still with the old covenant, because of all the things we've done, we'll never get anything. But God is, is so incredibly merciful and, he, and, he, was, and he, he really was with Abraham because of that covenant he had it with Abraham. And he has the same covenant with us now. He has the same covenant. He has the same covenant with us. Abraham had to get to the place whereby he's fully persuaded being fully persuaded regarding the character of God. He put it in view. Like I said, he, he got to that place that he could stake his life on the word. He got to the place whereby he had the confidence. He knew that this word will come to pass. He knew that this God would create anything out of nothing. He, 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 he was fully Fully persuaded. Faith is believing the promise of God and believing that God is invisible. Even though God is invisible, he will make it come to pass no matter what. And moreover, he does not need our assistance. God does not need our assistance, my brothers and sisters. He does not. All he needs is what? Peace, I believe. All he needs is says I believe your word, and I'm gonna stand on it. I'm gonna stay on it. That's faith. That's exactly what faith is. That's basically what I you know. I think about this just in conclusion, you know, because of time. I know we said we'll finish like 8:45. But just so we could finish early. Just, just to think, just to just a thought. You know, look at a a child, Isaac, that was born out of. You know. Out of the mercy of God, I will call it. Out of the ups, Abraham will tell you a story, and he says it was an up and down. He didn't believe, he believed. Then God now says. I want you to take your one and only son and go and sacrifice him. And he did not have second thoughts. He, he, he did not even think about it. And he went and, bundled him and said, oh, let's go. It, it, it means that he had Abraham from the time he believed and started giving God praise, and Isaac was born, he was sold out for God. He was sold out. He says, I know this God, man. I know him. I I, I, have, I know his character. I know the kind of person he is. I know the kind of, I know him. So I'm, I'm going to... Whatever he tells me to do, I do it. Because in his mind, even if I kill Isaac, he will either raise him from the dead, uh, give me another one. He, he, there, there, was a, there was a peace. There was a peace that passed on all, all, all understanding. And that's where God was wants us to be. When you have faith in Him, you have peace. You're not trying to figure it out. Because what happens is we tend to want to figure out how is God going to do it. No, 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 no. Don't don't go there. Faith is not trying to figure out how God. Will do it. Faith is saying, I'm staying on the word. I'm not, I'm not going back to figure out how he's gonna do it. I'm gonna stay on the word. That's the word. What God told me is gonna to come to pass. so I stay on it? I stick my I stick stick my life on it. It's gonna to come to pass. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm not gonna to try to figure out how. Because when we start to try to figure out how, because what happens is the enemy of our soul will try to. To get you to 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 start to think, how will it figure? How will this happen? What will happen? I want to know the breakdown. I want to know how. Do you go telling the pilot, I want to figure out how you're going to get to San Francisco. Are you going to go through Detroit, or are you going to go through um, Newark Airport? Are you, you you know, you won't, know, you, like I said, you don't want to see the pilot, you don't ask him where you're going to go. God is the pilot of our life, He knows the best route to take. And because He knows the best route to take, what do we do? We sit down in the plane of God, relaxed, and knowing that He's in control. And you get to the point whereby you just start to praise God because you know He you knows He's in control. You start to praise God because He will perfect everything that concerns you. Let us pray. We're going to continue with this with this teaching again. We're talking about who, where you know what is faith. What is faith? Praise the Lord. Let us pray, Heavenly Father, Lord. We just give You glory. We thank You, Lord, for Your teaching today. Lord God Almighty, first of all, we apologize for the, the slowness of the computer. Father Lord, we thank you because we know that word really really touched us. We know the word really touched us. We pray that we would, we would go back and listen. We'll go back and speak to you again regarding faith. If, we're not, if we have not been walking in faith, we you want us to start working in faith so Lord we will go back and start to speak to you again to see how we can correct or how we can refine our faith level how we can be better at holding on to you how we can be better at holding on to your promises Father Lord we just give you praise thank you because Lord we know and, Lord, there's nothing impossible for you. He it says, it says, it says, everything we get from you is by faith. So it means that it is imperative that we, we sharpen our skill, our, our faith, a faith skill. We need to sharpen it. We need to get better at it. We need to get better at trusting you. That's what happened to Abraham. He got better at trusting you. You know, he got better because when he now understood that everything he did was was garbage, you we'll call it. Everything he did caused more trouble. He then said, "You know what? I have to go back to you. I have to go. Back. I have to. I have to trust this God. I have to trust this God. I have no choice. Even though he, I, I have been feeling, he still loves me. I still have to trust So, Father Lord, even us. You know, sometimes we've been trying our best, our best. Not even trying to, we've been trying our best to, to do one or two things. You know, we've gone through trials, gone through some tribulations, and we've been trying to fix it ourselves instead of going to God. And even when we go to God and He gives us the word and we, or we take a word, we're still trying our best because, you know, the trouble is, is, is right there. It's, we, it's, we can see it. It's live and direct. We can see it. Trouble is in our face. And we want to fix the trouble right away. We want to take care of it. But you're saying, no, you can trust me. You can trust me. Let me take care of it for you. Help us to go back to you again. Help us to go back to you and depend on you again. Depend on you. Like that Luke 11 that we read last Sunday. It says, give us our daily bread. It means that we always continuously depend on you for for everything, including food. Father Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you, awesome God, for the first, first Bible study through Zoom. Father Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.